Hello and welcome to Every Day with an Angel podcast live here and um, live every for, um, every Monday. Here I go again. <laughs> every Wednesday at 4. I know. <laughs> Try it again. Wednesday at 4 o'clock Pacific time. Uh, you know, it's West Coast time, whatever that is. Time changes all the time. I was just talking with a coworker how time is changing, everything like that. So, um, the time but, um, is a man made construct, of course. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, welcome everyone. We're going to be talking about relationships today. And, you know, it's one of those things that relationships aren't always easy. And, you know, so with that, that I may close or open here with singing bowls that I got. And I am just amazed at how well they all sound together. So maybe I'll do it right now for everyone who is coming in to clear the energy of where we're at and what we're doing. So let me do that real quick. Let's see here. Let me get the donger. The donger. Ready, guys? Here we go. nice they sound marvelous don't they it's just um they all sing together and you know one's bigger one's smaller one's smaller than that you know it's like the three bears right <laughs> it's like spirit had it all a plan for you hmm. i know i know and you know one i got at a fair one um was meant to be mine and the other one was given to me and i'm just like forever grateful for that so, um, welcome. I'm Natasha Venter. I should have said that at the beginning, but you know, I'm an, a multi-life intuitive energy seer, spiritual life coach, negotiating life. And this is my friend Susie. And I'm so sad that I'm grateful that you're moving into these new beginnings for you. So we kind of made a blanket at, you know, back in the summertime to say that Susie was going to be with me the first of every month, uh, first Wednesday of every month, um, until this month. And so we decided that in the new year, she was going to do her thing and that um, I was still going to do my thing. And so I've been so grateful for you, Susie, to be here up to this time. And I'm hoping that we can revisit some kind of negotiation once in a while that you're back on to be yeah. on the show because our conversations just go to this tremendousness. And, you know, we're all in the story of who we are right now and you know, we're kind of going into Mercury in the retrograde. You know, we're starting the shadows. So here we go. And, and it's in Capricorn going to go into Sagittarius. And the Sagittarius is about communication, right? Hey, and I know several Sagittariuses that like to go, they blurt out what they think and not really have discernment, right? And so with that, that um, I thought it was a good conversation and Susie agreed to do this conversation about relationships and it could have been about communication but relationships and communication go hand in hand right and how do we not get triggered by old patterns because right now we're going through a lot of old patterns you know stirring up things so Susie what are you thinking because I know you've been married a long time I'm I've... thinking I would like to introduce myself to be honest <laughs> okay then go ahead 
Because I don't want to assume that everybody knows who I am, but I am Susie Parker Goins of Blue Lightning Healing, and I'm a channel who brings source through in ways that makes it accessible to you so that you can relax into the energy, into your healing. And so that looks like a number of things, whether it's bringing messages through or talking as your spirit guides, talking to ancestors. I love looking at past lives. And like with these conversations we have here, I love knowing I love um, delivering messages because frequently there are times I'm like, well, that was really profound. How cool. Let's go with that. And it's that communication, that relation with source, with spirit or love, whatever you want to call it, that um, it can help inform our relationships in the body, too. I think um, relationships are there can be karmic relationships. There can be those where, you know, you find your soulmate, your soul family. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are going to be romantic. I mean, I must say, I don't like being a romance GPS. I'm not going to give you the latitude and longitude of whatever, your, whoever your partner is, because that's somebody else's energy I would be encroaching on. And I don't want to do that. But relationships, once you start opening up to the possibilities I encourage people to to ask themselves, would I date me? I asked somebody that um, over the weekend and they're like, huh. And they thought about it. It was like, well, yeah, I would want to go out with me. So looking at that sort of thing, I mean, Natasha and I both have our, our partnerships going on over 30 years each. And we've all, we've both experienced really some really big challenges there and it Mm -hmm. and you know to try to separate relationships and communication i don't think that's um possible because a relationship is built on communication being able to be open about it and to um hold space for the other one that's one thing my my husband and i have realized is that when one of us is freaking out about something, the other one just holds space. We we have learned not to freak out at the same time because we've learned early <laughs> on that that doesn't help. It's <laughs> no. not useful. And I think that's an evolution part of it. That's the evolution. I can always say, you know, when somebody's talking about their relationship and, and I say, so how many years have you been together? And I go, oh, yeah, that's a teller. That's a teller. Mm-hmm. You're doing your stretching. You're doing your pulling, you know. And there is something about the seven-year itch, right? And then there is something about this four-year itch. And there is the thing about, you know, the 10-year itch. And, you know, it's like, you know, we all have these things. And I don't know how many times I've pushed the reset button. You know, that reset button that, okay, I'm done with this. Let's move forward, you know, type of thing. And, you know, and I would say that even in my friendships, in my coworkers, you know, I was just talking mm-hmm. to someone today who I was giving them kudos because, you know, I saw a part of their old kinder self that was reappearing that hasn't been around for a couple of years. Right. And so with that, that, you know, we got to do what we're doing here and even having a conversation, I was, you know, working in elementary school in the morning and, you know, for a couple hours and, um, and I was even having a conversation with a little one about relationship today right? In their perspective, in their level, in their understanding. 
And so it's kind of all around the boat here of um, relationships and negotiation and and stories and and who's and the what's and the where's and all that kind of stuff, you know. So um, what would you have an idea of here? The questions popping in that I'm hearing is um, when we're at the beginning of a relationship, may it be coworker, friendship, you know, they all kind of start off the same, you know, like I was having someone this weekend asking about a relationship. And I said, so are you trying to go from, you know, zero to 50 all of a sudden? You, you have to gain the footing to get there, right? In every relationship, you have to gain the footing. So what would you suggest for people who are trying to find, you know, like that, you know, a lot of us are, are lonely for friendships, right? We're lonely for how do I get out there to be and do, and relationships are so hard. It's not like the old way when you and I were getting, you know, we'd go out dancing, we'd go out dinner with people. We'd, you know, we didn't have phones that, you know, we would just have to get together and say, hey, let's get together and have a conversation, right? They don't do that anymore, right? So how would you suggest how, how, in your sessions, in your way of understanding from guidance? Well, I'm going to sound like a geezer and say, I don't know anything about those dating apps, <laughs> but I really don't. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, I would ask that folks shed whatever expectations or pressures they may be feeling from other people. I was talking to someone recently and they were like, well, I'm this old. I should be in a relationship. I said, by whose standards? Mm -hmm. By mine. It's like, really? So because there are so many people out there who don't know how to, who don't do it the old way, you know, the boomer way, if you will, that's, that's my generation and I am not a boomer, but, you know, to look at it from a different perspective, you've got to find opportunities, true, mm -hmm. um, in which to go out. And it's like, just making your way out bit by bit. Um, as far as um, someone close to me has had a couple of heartbreaks and, and I wanted to reassure them that, you know, 99% of the people you're going to meet are not going to turn into partners. They're going to be friends. Mm -hmm. So keeping that in mind, that a romantic relationship, it is special and they're not necessarily few and far between, but you got to figure out what it is you're looking for. If you're looking for a romantic partner, okay, fine, figure out what you want. If you're looking for somebody to hang out with and be a friend, great, find those venues or those forums in which you can find people with a similar interest mm -hmm. um, who can who can help uplift you and then pay attention to any red flags you may see you may feel um i think a, some folks i don't want to make a general statement but i think there is that a level of i gotta have something i gotta have somebody i don't want to die alone and i can understand that mm -hmm. i totally understand that but you also, I, I encourage folks to honor themselves first, yeah. to find that, to accept that number one, you, you are lovable, mm -hmm. you are wantable, and that not everybody is going to be the one that you, uh, that you get, get along with or whatever. So giving yourself that grace, the space in which to look around and 
make a mistake every so often, but certainly congratulate yourself on how far you've come. Exactly. Exactly. And thank you for that. You know, cause you know, that's one thing that, um, I always strive to be was a friend first, you know, how can I be a friend first, even in coworker, you know, it's like, I didn't have to be, um, what's the word, uh, a friend, I can be friendly, I can be kind until I got that trust up, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like I was talking to someone who was on the elder side, right? She was, you know, and she was more housebound because of that eldership and, and life general. And how am I going to do that? And I said, well, for one, I would start making phone, I would go down, I would call up because she can't get out of the house very easily. I would call up like down at the senior center and who is some of the people that are, um, that are housebound also. Right. And start calling people, you know, just start reaching out and start communicating, start, you know, like maybe you could just make a phone call to someone, you know, who's housebound to housebound and, you know, say, hi, how are you? You want to start being friends. Right. And so I was getting that it's, and then you never know what that's going to lead to. But you have to do something to get yourself going. And like, I have a couple friends who are, you know, in the same age group that I am, and they're trying to date. And they're like, it's hard to find somebody. I said, well, do you have to settle on one? Do you have to settle on one? You know, find someone who wants to sit on the couch once in a while. Find someone who wants to go out dancing or go out and seeing movies. You know, they don't have to be the same person, right? And, you know, if they're okay with, you know, not getting down deep into your mind and I'm only going to have you. Why not have discernment and, and just have fun? You know, who's to say that we have to be with one, you know, if we're not necessarily, you know, yes, if we're, you know, I'm one that I like one, but I know when I was dating, I had like seven guys I was going out with until I discerned down to who I wanted. Right. And so how do we, you know, do that? And I know that it's hard to have like one, you know, you can only have like one or two or three really good friends, but you can keep other friendships going. And that's one thing that I've always been grateful for you, Susie. And I did not do well at the beginning of the show with you. And I so apologize. It's been kind of a wonky energy. And as you witnessed me on Sunday at our fair, I was in the wonky energy and I am still kind of trying to not necessarily be in the wonky energy, but I have been. So <laughs> step out of the wonky. <laughs> I am swimming out of the wonky. And today was one of my days of changing that out. But it's been, you know, one thing after another, like a lot of us are going into. And, you know, knowing that how Mercury and retrograde can affect many people. I love the retrogrades. I think I was born in, you know, many planets being retrograde. So to me, it's like almost coming home, right? Where other people don't handle it very well. And I know for me, I don't know how many times I almost left my husband and I almost broke up during Mercury and retrograde. And I usually try to pre-warn him that Mercury's coming up, right? Um, and so with that, that um, when somebody is in disharmony, I'm going to call it, how do you suggest that we can kind of not take on other people's disharmony. 
Oh, well, that gets into your basic clear, fill, and protect. Um, but I do want to circle back around like this dating multiple people. In and of itself, I don't have a problem with that, and I, I encourage folks to do it. But this is an opportunity for folks to break through what society thinks. Because right now we're coming up with this, this calling out of the double standard that the genders are experiencing, that we're calling them out. We've always experienced it. We've always been subjected to, you know, women have to be away and yet they have to be this way and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't. Honestly, I've been out of the game for so long. I don't know. I don't have anything definite to to say about how to overcome the societal BS of this double standard, the quadruple standard, whatever it is. Um, finding someone who supports you in that. Mm -hmm. There's my email on the, <laughs> the bottom of the page. I'll be happy to support you on that. I'm sure you have people around you who support you. So overcoming that in and of itself can be exhausting. Yes. Oh my gosh. But giving yourself that grace and space in which to, to say, you know, it's like I used to call it following the energy. You know, you work on one project and go, yep, I'm done with that. That's no more fun and moving on. And okay. And giving yourself that opportunity to follow the energy and it's okay. Other folks are going to talk because they don't have anything better to do. And I do have a pretty thick skin about that because I don't care what they think, but then I'm not the one who's out there. So Mm -hmm. I kind of don't know what I'm talking about a lot of the time when it comes to that. When it comes to how to have a relationship, I have some experience with that. And I forgot what your question was. The dissonance when you're in disharmony. That's it. See, I can retain something besides water. -ah. <laughs> so when one is when when one is feeling wonky, that's definitely the opportunity to give yourself the grace and space. So breathing, breathing in, you know, somebody's in your face saying, well, I need an answer. And you can go, give me a minute. Mm -hmm. And you can take that time. That is a boundary. You're taking the time to breathe and to clear your head. So when you're in this disharmony, see, I don't, I mean, I know what merch, I know what the planet retrogrades are all about. And sometimes I just think I am just clue. I know I'm not, I'm clueless about them. And then, you know, I'm kind of insensitive to the energy. I don't know. Of course, as soon as I say that something happens and I'll trip and fall over, over the retrograde. However. <laughs> we pray not. When, we pray for you of that. <laughs> however, when one is feeling out of alignment, that's the perfect time to give yourself that opportunity to just take a moment. Mm -hmm. If you have to, you know, I sit in my car and I do a lot of my videos there, and that's giving me the opportunity to to relax and to think about what I'm going to look at. Or, you know, as a as a mother, I don't know if I was ever a young mother, but as a new mother, I would hide in the bathroom for a bit and do that, you know, and just give yourself some place you can go to that with repetition of using a space as being your sacred space. Mm -hmm. It'll give your body that cue. Oh, I'm sitting in this chair. This is my quiet time chair and I can yeah. breathe and have a moment. Give yourself that, you know, that's like 
pretty much the only ritual I can think of, you know, give yourself that chance to breathe. And ideally you're not thinking of anything, but you know, let me overthink this sort of sort of thing, but give yourself the space to breathe and take a break. And then you can look at it with a clearer head. Well, I know for me that when I really see where I'm at personally, am I off balance? Am I in a moment? Um, am I, and cause there's sometimes where I'm recognizing something's happening and I don't like it. Right. But I have to be responsible for me. And I was watching this one show and oh, her name just totally slipped out of my head at the minute I was going to say her name because she's, but she's, and she was talking about, um, that her world changed when she started thinking differently, when she started going mm -hmm. into these places that were uncomfortable. And the one way that she broke the habit was she would count it backwards, five, four, three, two, one. So instead of starting to say, blank out of blank, why are you blank, blank, blank? She'd go five, four, three, two, one before okay. she spoke. And I can understand that logistically, when you go backwards, your brain goes like this almost because it's like, wait a minute, I was going forward in something. And then you're making me go backwards. <laughs> right. Okay. And so it was like, ah, because I've always said you got to disrupt the disruptor. So that, that is your mind wanting to do that old pattern, the relationship wanting to do the old pattern or the other person wanting to do the old pattern, right? That, you know, going into this understanding that sometimes we have to disrupt the disruptor, whatever that is. And it doesn't have to be a mercury retrograde. It could be that you're just having an off day. Things are wonky, whatever it is, right? Um, I just have the understanding that there's a little bit more emphasis on many people during this time, right? Because there's just a lot going on and it hits us three times a year. So it's an easy thing to say. It's always, and I know for us, we've been in mercury and retrograde for the, for the first, it, it's been in retrograde at the beginning of every year for the last three years. And we felt like we've been in retrograde for the last three years, right? <laughs> Cause there's been a theme this year. We're going to just be coming out of it. Right. Because um, the first is the last day of retrograde. So going into this um, dance that, you know, if there is disharmony, so many of us claim to be empaths, right? We claim to be the empaths. We feel what other people are feeling. We think what other people are thinking. But we have to discern what is ours and what is somebody else's. And I know for me, when I witnessed other people and I see, and I picture them being like a pendulum and they're like going like this, right? Their pendulum is just banging off the walls, right? It's just, it's just going so fast. And I realized I wasn't swinging like that. Mine was going tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. And I knew I did not want to match theirs, but I could not ask them to come down to mine, right? So I had to discern a little bit on how conversations, breathing, not triggering in, honoring, um, giving space, communication, giving more space, a little bit of discernment, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I was able to help them breathe out of it, right? 
And then I would breathe in and just come up just a little. My my pendulum would come up a little faster, right, to meet up with theirs. And then we would negotiate the world with words and that kind of stuff. But I really had to check my intention. I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. I think that is huge. Check, yeah. check with because, the intention. Yeah, because if you're in there to manipulate another person's emotions, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. That's denying them their sovereignty and you're exerting power over them. So in... Uh, that's, you know, empaths do pick up other people's stuff and you don't, and it's not all, it's not often intentional. You can go to the grocery store and somebody over there in the produce section is having a day and you're like, oh, well, and you take it on. That's why I encourage the protection, the shielding to come around you so that other people, so that if somebody is throwing out energy all over the place. It's not attaching to you personally, and you can navigate clearer. Um, you can navigate through your life with a lot more clarity. Mm-hmm. And I think discerning energy is a really valuable skill. Um, there are some real easy ways to say, well, you know, my back hurts. So you can kind of count that that's somebody mm-hmm. else's energy on you. Or if, you know, say my shoulder hurts in the front, then that's you coming on. Um, I encourage talking with your body when you feel something physically. And that's a form of of applied kinesiology or muscle testing, they call it, is when you talk to your body and figure out what's what. And then you can go ahead and set the intention. This isn't mine. I'm sending it off. Or, you know, this is mine. I need to continue to look at it. Is it me now? Is it me inner child, past life, is it ancestral? I mean, you can get into all sorts of really deep healing just by talking to yourself, asking the questions, being willing to do those deep dives. And sometimes the deep dives need support, not a problem. Everybody can help. Somebody can help you out there. But being able to discern the energies, particularly this time of year, and I'm not talking about mercury mercury retrograde, it's about the holiday season and things yep. get very stressed. And that's that I think is one of my happiest moments is being able to step back from that kind of chaos and go, we don't cook big dinners on Christmas day. We go over to a buffet. <laughs> we like know what everybody wants. I mean, my kids are older, so I don't have to worry about keeping all the secrets and stuff, but it's, this is that time of relationships this is that time of figuring out what's what, who's who, and it can get pretty chaotic. So just take that time to breathe and to to discern, to ask the questions of yourself and yeah, take it from there. Exactly. And um, Brandy, don't worry about being late. You know, you're in perfect timing for what you need and you can always go back and watch the beginning. Thank you for being here. And Veronica, thank you for being here and everybody else who's here. I appreciate you. And I hope this conversation is making sense, you know, because we're talking about relationships. We're talking about how to negotiate things and, you know, and you talked about protection real quick. So let's just take a little bit of a squirrel moment and not go into length, but just do a quick little, um, go over again because we've talked about protection before i think Mm -hmm. um through our shows but if we can just do a little sideline because we are coming into a moment where we are and like i was saying a lot of us think that we're we all are impasse in some way but yet at the same time though when we really think it in and we really know it then we start taking on like we have to really discern is this my anger is this joe uh uncle joe's or or Martha's or whoever it is, right? So um, 
How do you find protection for yourself? First off, I make sure I clear. Because if I'm going to set up protection around myself without clearing, there's junk in there I may not want to have in there. So the easiest, most direct way for me to clear and fill in is to use a waterfall, just seeing energy washing over me and taking everything that's not resonant with me, that's not of my highest frequency, it all washes into Mother Earth. Mother Earth is the master composter. You're not going to hurt her. You're actually cleaning yourself up. And then the, the beauty of the waterfall energy, that constant flow of energy is as you are clearing out, I mean, I'm going through decluttering and there's nothing like turning around saying, ah, that's clear. You turn away and then, oh, booger, somebody said something there. You want to make sure you're putting in the energy that you want there. Mm -hmm. So you use the waterfall energy image and have it clear you out and then have it fill you in with source light, with that source energy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're resonating at a higher frequency. And then that's when you can have it expand out to about arm's length around you. You know, you can make it a sphere, you can make it a tunnel, a column, whatever you need to. And that that source light expanding out around you is what other energies encounter. It's not your energy. So for me, I call it a hamster ball of God. And I'm just rolling around in my hamster ball of protection. I love it. So... It's source light. It's not your energy. So if somebody's going to try and latch on to your energy, they've got source energy, which is unlimited. Mm-hmm. And you're not exhausted. You'll find, you know, you find that there are people around you, you talk to, and you're just like, oh my God, I need a nap. Holy moly. What am I going to yeah, do? You, you kind of feel yourself. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing I've learned about energy vampires. They take your energy from you, but they keep taking it. You're exhausted. You're drained. And they keep taking more because it's not resonant with them. Mm-hmm. That's and, and when I heard that, I went, oh, that's so cool. So that's why having protection around you is important. Exactly. You can do the clearing and the filling in. I say do it at least twice a day, but you're going to get so good at it. You can just say, okay, boom, there we go. Okay. I'm cleared. I'm filled in. I'm protected. And you can do it anytime. And it's just that easy. Folks like to make things difficult. Please don't. They don't. They don't. I, I use hard. Um, yeah, I use a rainbow and it's the brightest, clearest rainbow that you can have. And then I step into it. And that is divine love. That is the divine love that's always washing over me, through me, and with me. And then I always say that, you know, anything that filters through divine love can't stay the same. So if I'm upset, it cannot be upset to the person that it's with that I'm talking to, right? Because it filters through divine love to the greater purpose, right? Or if somebody's upset and it's filtering through to me, it's going to shift to, oh, yeah, I kind of needed to witness that that way. And I, you know, thank you very much, you know. And so I use divine love for my filter so that if somebody is coming in, energy vampire, let's say, that, um, that, um, that I, they're zapping that, not me. And Mm -hmm. I always picture it, you know, out, you know, and sometimes like if I walk through IE school, you know, or the playground, sometimes I'll let it spread out, but it's been interesting Mm -hmm. to see where love 
filters around and through. So if a kid doesn't want it, it's not going to attach to it, right? Because it's not my job. It's divine love. So um, Veronica asked, um, do energy vampires know that they are sucking out your energy? Yes and no. Yeah. Yes and no. Exactly. Yeah. Some of, some of them um, are based in um, jealousy. They want what you have. Those are the ones that are conscious of it. There are other ones. Um, gee, I got to remember what book. I think it's a, a book I go oh, called Soul Retrieval by Sandra Ingerman. And she talks about energy vampires. And she found that there were like mothers who were unhappy, who mm -hmm. just wanted a little bit of their daughter's energy or their child's energy. And that turned into something. And then that evolves into the whole inner child experience and regaining that and cutting those cords. Sometimes they know, sometimes they don't. It's just, that's why I say just have protection around you so they don't latch onto you. Exactly, exactly. And and some of us are even um, caretakers, um, uh, mm -hmm. caregivers, caretakers, caregivers, you know, and it's that ebb and flow story of who we are and what we're doing. And, you know, it, it is, you know, I work in an elementary school. Talk about energy vampires. <laughs> unknowingly kids kids right kids are energy vampires so um you know it's a natural thing you know they want they want they want they want and somebody if somebody's really an i person they are not they can be a natural um a narcissistic but yet at the same time just even somebody who's an i a very selfish eye can be very um, energy vampire. And, and those are the people coming back to relationships, coming back to relationships. When we are in relationship with people who are in a selfish eye, I'm an only child. I have walked the fine line with I, right? Um, and, you know, it, it, it is a dance that what we can do with it. But when we are in these stories of, of moments of dealing with these people that, you know, let's say, let's do a conversation around the relationship when we are having with the narcissistic um, um, uh, energy vampire. Um, it's all about me. Uh, let me do what I'm doing type of person, you know, and Veronica says, thank you. Um, you know, you know, that um, how do you, would you say, um, can find that fine line because some of us are in relationships with these people and we can't necessarily end them, you know? And so how do we discern, uh, weave our way through having these relationships? You know, their coworker, their coworkers, their bosses, their, you know, they are um, husbands, wives, sisters, brothers, right? And we can't, it's almost easier to leave a brother or sister than it is a husband sometimes. Yeah, let me tell you, <laughs> done that. I have severed relationships with family members um, because of that tendency. Um, usually my uh, cutting off line, if you will, is whether they'll listen. Now, a narcissist, by definition, does not listen. Mm -mm. And I've learned a couple of techniques. One's called the gray rock technique, where you just go, and stare at them and you just like there there are a lot of um art there's a since narcissism has come up as a recent uh flashpoint 
there are a lot of articles out there and you can say, you can have these phrases like, see, that's not the way I remember it happening. This is the way I remember it. And then I am not above removing all content removing all um, contact. I really am not very well versed in working with narcissists. I've been working with uh, inner children and, and trauma more lately. So, so let's, let's carry that one. That's let's, let's go to that one, you know, right after we, cause we're, we're hitting a lot of, and remembering that these are just ideas and this is an hour show. So we're just hitting the top side of it. So if you <laughs> yes. are in a relationship with this kind of scenario, you know, doing it alone is not easy. And sometimes we mm -hmm. need somebody to choose something over with to get some ideas. And I know that Susie's really good at tuning into source. I'm really good at tuning into source. And so, you know, and so when we talk about source, it's, it's um, divine love communication with our guides and, and, and knowing, um, getting just downloads of information. So with that, so going into this that, you know, for me, what I've learned is kind of that, like you were saying, the, sometimes the best answer is no answer. The best answer is no answer. And when we diffuse the situation and you can do something in your own mind so that you don't reply, right? Five, four, three, two, one, five, four, three, two, one, five, four, three, two, one. You can be saying this in your head. So your mouth doesn't work. Right. Um, cause sometimes we just want to blurt back because that's not the way I remember it. That's the argument that they want to have. Right. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one, five, four, three, two, one. I love you. I love they you. Want I love the you. Argument. Um, you know, I'm asking for divine healing on this. I, you know, whatever that is so that you can be. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we can agree, we don't have to agree, but we don't have to say something. And then later we can negotiate it. I, Because I know living with my husband, I'm living with a recovering narcissist. Uh, he's been 11 years sober. So a lot of those years was narcissistic attitude. And, um, and I know for me to break down that pattern that I had to not feed into it. And not dis I, I wouldn't dishonor it. I would always honor the moment by sometimes just and being kindness and love. And then mm -hmm. later when opportunity came, and I would always ask the universe, bring it around so I can help have help with this. And luckily I was with a man, I am with a man who's willing to shift and change. So that gave me benefit. So um, so Brandy asks, um, how do you typically start your day to prepare to deal with all these toxic people and stress in life? Ooh, that's a good one. So I'm going to, thank you. How do you um, typically start your day to prepare to deal with the toxic people and the stress of life? What an awesome question, Brandy. Thank you so very much. Um, I will start it with the clearing, filling in and protecting. And then um, I'm sure to deal with toxic people. And um, um, I expand. It's been a while since I've been in a toxic work environment. I'm a, a single owner business now. So I have to, I don't hope, I hope don't have to protect against me. But when I was going into that, that doctor's office, I used to be in the billing department. I would set serious, fierce boundaries. Now what I do is that I have 
I use dragons for my guardians and I'll bring my dragons and set them in there and they will walk in with me um, and set up a lot of protection about it. Um, I Let's see. Um, I would also like at the end of the day, I would take a shower and I would see this black sludge coming off of me and I made sure I would take that off of me. You've got to clear yourself. And then um, I, I feel like there's some sort of, you know, oh, that's that's a mantra. I am I and you are you. And in between us is God, love, source, divine, whatever it is. But you're creating another boundary. Mm-hmm so that you are not taking on their stuff. And again, if they are so toxic that they need to get your answer, you still get to say, nope, give me a minute. I'm sure you'll say it in a better way than me just being like, nope. (laughs) But to be able to give yourself the grace and space. And so this is more about how you're treating you. Mm-hmm. How would you treat yourself in this moment? You would give yourself love and you would give yourself that that layer, that thick ass layer of protection around you. And I do try to be compassionate with other folks and understand you've got, they have something going on that I don't know about and I don't take it personally. I think that's an important thing to remember is that it's not your fault that they are toxic. Exactly. And it's not your job to fix them either. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's not the job to fix the other person. It's maybe our job to, or our opportunity, not job, but opportunity to witness, honor, and support at a distance. We don't have to put them in us to, to honor them. You can honor them by saying, Hey, not in other words, talk to the hand, but basically, you know, give some space here and then honor them here. I know for me, um, you know, schools can be very toxic. (laughs) You know, we got very many stressed out people and like our um, school is 70% um, poverty. So we are at a high, um, a high um, non-homed school um, student ratio. Right. And, um, and the one thing that I do is, is that I tune to the energies of the now. Let me be the greater me so I can be who I am to be. And I do that. I tune to the energies of the now so that no matter what the energies are, that I'm attuned to them. And I notice that the more grounded that I can be, the more that I can negotiate the world. Kind of like when we were at the fair this weekend, I mm-hmm. had the very miracle moment of being put in the center of a room in the center of the aisle with no back around me to do sessions people were walking around me and i can tell you that if i was uncentered so thank you kath uh thank you susie for giving me a chance to get a little bit centered because it took me a few minutes to get there right but when i got centered and i became who i was meant to be and I put a cedar tree in the back of me, metaphorically, it didn't bother me being in the center of the room. Actually, I had to remember that I was in the center of the room sometimes. Because if we focus on that other thing, we get off center ourselves. So if we're focusing on that other person, 
or that other situation, or I'm, oh, I'm going into work and it's a stressful situation. I never think about school as going to be a stressful situation. I always think I'm going to tune to the energies of the now so I can be my better self. I'm not even concepting what it's going to be. I don't mm -hmm. want it to. Now, I had to practice that, not having a husband coming home, because I would I always go, oh, I wonder who's going to be when you come home. I, right? No, I had to start saying, I'm praying that he's calm. I'm praying that we're for our greater good. I'm praying, you know, what you concept, that's a half of the problem that we gain. And so when we are going into family member situations and when we're going into conversations and we're going into these th situations, if we can really take a more um, negotiate, no more um, neutral, that's the word, stance of being with scenarios and witnessing what it is, that's their story, not mine. Yeah, I would practice what I did when I was pregnant. When I was pregnant, I would, I would envision myself handling it well. Mm -hmm. So, Brandy, going in as you're driving in or as you're getting out of bed, just envision yourself having that day, talking to that version of you that's in the office who is handling everybody with a plum. Who I don't know if I've ever been able to diffuse a situation. So I'm often rushing. Okay. Um, that's the thing about a lot of these techniques. You can do them on the fly. <laughs> I do it in the car all the time as I I'm like a half a block away from work. I'm attuning to the energies uh -huh. of now so I can be my greater self. And I'm and as I take, as I get, as I sit in the car, ready to step out, I take a deep breath. Yep. Even when yep. I have one minute to get out of my car and then onto the playground. Yep. I'm breathing as I go. I'm breathing as I go. And um, I am far from, like this morning, I was in so many freaking dreams that it was like cr a crowbar trying to get myself out of bed. Right. So, you know, how do we negotiate this? We, we do what we can and we are our better self as we go. And we can at any moment in time, take a deep breath and center mm -hmm. ourselves. Take a deep Breathing breath and go to centering. the center of you. Put, put your mind thought into the center of you. Maybe picture your heart beating or maybe, you know, your, your, um, your esophagus area, you know, just that, that whatever your lungs are breathing, right? Just come to the center of you. And it's amazing when you center yourself, how people can't throw you off center as well, right? Like you the other day, you, you said, can I touch your heart? Right. And you brought me back. Me, to, yeah. You brought me back to center. Right. And right then it was like grounded, knowing what I was doing. I don't ground as most people do, but I was grounded for me, you know, in that moment and and come down. And I can tell you that there was people around me that I didn't feel comfortable with. And I was feeling like I kind of needed that. But instead of saying, well, they are kind of like this and they're kind of like that. I walked over and said, hi, I'm Natasha. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say, hi, how are you doing? And I noticed that her, she was shaking, right? She goes, yeah, I, this, I haven't done very many affairs and anxieties kind of hit me right now. Oh, that's kind of what I was feeling, right? I said, oh, just don't worry about it. You'll be who you need to be, right? I'm going to be a little interesting here, being in the center of the room, watching everybody or being while everybody walks around me, but I've got that too, right? So it's that conversation and um, 
if you have anything that you're doing, it's like you're going to be doing things perfectly and perfect. And you can at any time ground yourself. Remember you have, um, remembering that you have um, a waterfall around you, uh, uh, you know, a rainbow around you. Whatever you feel comfortable doing at the minute in time, one day it can be a rainbow. Another day it can be a waterfall. Uh, in the morning it can be a waterfall. In the night it could be the rainbow. I, it doesn't matter. And there's been times where I've walked outside and shook like a dog all of a sudden to shake all this stuff off of me, right? You know, because it's like I would feel these things clinging in the in the energy field around me, right? And shake it off. You know, we can do what we need to do. Go to the bathroom for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Nothing brings you more back to your body than peeing, right? <laughs> People have a hard time channeling and peeing at the same time. You know, it's that one thing that brings you back. So come back to you because you cannot get off center if you are more grounded with you and you are with you. And it's a takes a practice. It occurs to me, Brandy, that there might be some sort of jewelry or something that you can yeah. have with you that you have charged, you get programmed to be your centering piece. I'm, honestly, if you are okay with me checking in, I'm seeing that you have a necklace that you could put your hand over your heart with. Like that's one of the ways I lead in with the sessions. May I touch your heart? So you can touch your heart at any time mm -hmm. and have that be a signal that you are grounded and centered in the moment. Mm -hmm. And that helps you breathe. And it's, it's not obvious. It's not like going mecha, lecha, high, mecha, honey, ho, and all that stuff. You're just touching your heart and coming back to your center mm -hmm. and that'll work. You know, as easily as envisioning doing the clear, fill, protect, boom, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Okay. And believe that you can do it. Exactly. That's a big thing. A lot of folks like, I don't know if it's working. Believe that it's working and, and by it golly, it will. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I know for me, I always ask what stone wants to be coming on, wants me to wear it today. And like at the fair, I was told to bring a rock, right? So I brought this rock with me and I put it in my pocket and then I put my hand in my pocket and I go, oh, back to center again. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's, it's that, it's that story of where we're at and what we're doing. And sometimes we have to use things outside of us, a rock, a crystal to get us back to center. So, um, Mike here says, I'm curious your thoughts on, um, extended silent meditation retreat. I have friends going on a 10 day retreat in silence. Would you would that work for at all? For all? I don't think so. Because honestly, meditation is an opportunity for me to snag a nap. I'm just not the meditating part person. I can do short three breath meditations. A dear friend of mine, Lorelai Hewitt, she says, oh, I'm a longtime meditator. And I'm like, thank you for having that experience for me. It works for some people. <laughs> Yeah, it works for some folks. I don't think that there is one blanket practice that works for everybody, which you can see by all the different spiritual belief systems that we have in the world, that whole spectrum, it's going to work for somebody, it's not going to work for everybody. I, I talk to myself, so I don't know if I could do a silent meditative retreat. Uh, you know, I just... I, yeah, I, um, I, cause I process by like, if I have a dream, sometimes I have a friend that sometimes I messenger first thing in the morning to just have a conversation with someone because that's how mm -hmm. I process. I've also been a meditator where Jesus even said, Natasha, it's just time to give it up right now. 
you can't do it. You know, I do a lot of walking meditation. That's the way that I get through my life. Uh, like walking, um, like from one end of the end of the house to the other, I'm tuning into my, I mean, I may, may not know what I'm walking through in the sense of, you know, walking from one room to the other, because I'm checking in, I'm tuning in, I'm in that story. So, but that's the way, you know, going back to this conversation about relationships, right? That, you know, going to that silent meditation retreat. Yes. If it feels right for you, go. Mm -hmm. If it feels right for you, for me, I would kind of go, hmm, silent meditation. Yes, I agree. Okay. I agree meditation is good if you can do it. Being silent, you know, going back to center is a really good thing. Um, but there are so many different forms of meditation. Yeah. So. For me, you said silent meditation retreat, and I'm seeing everybody sitting around, but you can also be doing some sort of mundane task, whether it's pottery or sewing or, you know, walking. Mm -hmm. I do walking meditations. I drive and do a meditation too. So it depends on what the meditation form looks like. Exactly. But the key word is, does it feel right to you? Does it feel right for you? And um, many of us are being called to do something spiritually and we get presented with something. And we have to check in if this is partially right for me, like doing a retreat that's a meditation retreat. Yeah, that might be um, a good thing, but it, but a silent one might not be, you know, using the words that you use. Um, so she says, um, I like to meditate some, but oh, okay, I'm not going to. Okay. Um, I like to meditate, some, but some also want mm -hmm. to share a good meal with friends and chat about our walk, etc. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is, is that you got to find the right spiritual interaction that feels right for you because there's so much spiritual awakening going on right now that we all are called to do something. And that's why um, my friend came up with the name every day with an angel with someone, because that, that's why I do my, my videos and doing that is because I want to bring kindness into something. So, so into life. And, and just awareness is so going into this, you know, and you, Susie, oh my gosh, the, the videos that you do are just, oh, the, the light language, know, the light language is just so amazing. Okay. So you got to find your own spiritual knowings that feel right to you. And if one doesn't fit, sometimes the universe presents something to say, is this what you're looking for? And you can say almost, but not quite. And they'll go, oh, Okay let me present something else for you. Right. So with that, that, you know, you can make a choice if something presents to you, the spirit will just say, is this it? We want to make sure. And you go, yeah, pretty close, pretty close. Not quite. And then you go, okay. And they go, okay. And then you got to wait for something else to come around or you have to do your own research because that might be the key that says, oh yeah, that sounds good. But let me do some other research around that to see what else feels right. Right. So I hope that helps, um, you know, cause we're all doing some research here. So we're down to the last few minutes here, Susie, any last words about relationships and searching. And, you know, when I said that, I just kind of said, sometimes we have to find that relationship with ourselves first mm -hmm. to find a relationship yeah. with others. 
Yeah, relationships. And I think communication is a real solid basis for it. Honest communication, not just with a partner or a friend, but with yourself. Being honest with yourself about stuff, uh, about what you feel and and looking at why isn't this working? And then you look at that and you communicate that with you. There are so many ways to communicate. You know, during a silent retreat, it occurred to me, it's like, oh, you could write stuff down. It works for some people. It doesn't always. But working on a relationship from a point of um, what is the word namaste is the divine in me recognizes and honors the divine in you. So understanding that there is that source connection, the energetic connection, everything is energy. We're all energy and we're all source. We're all aspects of source. And recognizing that can go a long way in, I think, smoothing over stuff. It's not, it, there are still going to be uh, challenges or, or things to overcome, or old patterns to work through. But that's the point of a relationship is that you're working together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I like the way you said that earlier, would, would I want to date me? Would I want to be friends with me? Would I want to have a um, relationship as a sibling with me? Right? And if we check in with that, we can usually find out how our relationships are really going and how to, to enlighten ourselves. I, I don't want to say better ourselves, but enlighten ourselves to a more um, cohesive relationship with somebody else. Because I know that the more I've worked on me, the more my relationship with my 34 years of relationship with my husband shifted and changed. Because once I stopped worrying about what I wanted, what he wanted, I honored what he wanted, but worrying about what he wanted, it came back to more centered, which I came back more centered. He came back more centered. So hopefully this all helps. And remember, your truth is your truth. This is just perspectives and honor, honoring of um, what the universe is trying to tell us to help you, support you. So Susie, how can people get a hold of you? Oh, thank you, Natasha. This has been a lovely conversation. I, I like how we can like go, oh, here, we'll talk about this and no script, but we just go off on it. So thank you very much for that opportunity. Um, you can find me at bluelightninghealing.com. I have a YouTube channel. I think it's Susie Parker Goins at bluelightninghealing.com. I don't know. But um, there's my email address at the bottom. It's Susie, S-U-S-Y, at bluelightninghealing.com. Um, my website has got all the things on it, where I'm going to be, the latest podcast that I've set up, um, sometimes insightful blog posts. And I'm so looking forward to um, the new year and new beginnings and new projects and, you know, everybody coming to, to their level of, of who they are, of that realization, that beautiful things. It sounded more intense in my head, but, you know, I'm looking forward to, to new adventures. <laughs> I love you. I love how real you are. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank everybody for being here. I'm Natasha Venter. I'm an intuitive medium. I really enjoy being a spiritual life coach for someone, going checking in with Source to find out what they are looking for, who they are, and how to help them 
Uh, right now, I'm having a special through the holiday or whatever you choose to honor um, through until around the um, February where I'm adding on 15 minutes to every session um, to support time and um, being with people. It just was called because a lot of us are going through a lot of stuff and understanding the grief. Uh, we just had um, someone who, um, you know, who sadly was a bright light in this world and someone who was um, impaired driving ended up taking her life. And so there's been a lot of grief going around uh, lately. And it's one of those things. So I, I love to just be there and support people in this world. So with that, you can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. I also do, uh, like you, Susie, you do posts all the time on your social media. And I also do that. Um, and you can reach me at angelic Natasha Venter AC. And that's my YouTube channel, Natasha Venter AC also, which I have over 600 videos on my YouTube channel. I just, I am so grateful that I can have different genres and different conversations to help people do this work. So Susie, thank you. May the magic of this new year come uh, and bless you with your new adventures that you're hoping for. And um, I am hoping that you can be on my show again after the new year. This is, the, you've been on wonderfully the first of every Wednesday of every month since uh, September, and I've been so grateful for these moments. Thank you again for driving down with me on um, mm -hmm. Sunday. That was amazing. We did a fair together, and that was amazing to be in the same car. Uh, she was my navigator, and I was the driver, and we made a good team. Trying to get to food was an interesting dance, but we got there, and we got what we needed to eat, and it was a miracle. So <laughs> I love you so much, Susie. Thank you all. I am live every Wednesday at 4 o'clock Pacific time. And um, if you like listening to podcasts, these shows are on podcast at Every Day with an Angel. Please be kind to yourself and know that no matter what you're doing and where you're at, you're going to be perfectly imperfect. So please take a breath, work on your protection and your honoring of you, and know that you're a miracle in the work, as well as everybody else with our own stories. Blessings to you all. And thank you for being here. And thank you for being here on this planet. You're all making a difference. Anything else last to say, Susie? I'm good. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Blessings to you all. Bye now.